Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this is my newest and greatest lecture, Volume Rendering of Soft Tissues, Technique, and Pathology. And I thought this would be kind of a unique lecture. It's something really new, something we've done in the past, but now we're really focusing on. Um, we talk about CT as being a physical examination. Well, this is the final step. This is really the physical examination. We can look at the patient literally on the uh, 3D images as if we were looking directly at the patient on physical examination. And this excites us. It also excites our referring physicians. And there are many applications where we can use it from trauma to infection, in oncology, plastic surgery, head and neck imaging, and for surgical planning. I won't cover all of these, but I'm going to try to give you a good feel of what we can do in this lecture. In terms of protocols, you need thin section CT. We do it on a 64 slice scanner, 0.75 millimeter thick sections every 0.5 millimeters. You want to reconstruct with a smooth kernel. You don't want a high-risk kernel, which gives too much noise in the image. Routinely, we're using volume rendering for this application. Now, volume rendering is critical, of course. It's a percentage classification technique. It assumes a voxel can contain more than one tissue type and that the amount of tissue type in each voxel is between 0 and 100%, and therefore each voxel is accurately represented. If you use MIP, you're not going to see the soft tissues in detail. If you use shaded surface, you're not going to see the soft tissues. If you want to see the skin and the vessels and the fingernails, you're doing volume rendering. If you want to see the vascular structures, and if you want to change the volume rendering, changing some of the trapezoids, you can see how we can accentuate and how we can differentiate how well we see things and how clearly we see things. And you could tell by just looking at this series of images just the type of detail you can get by looking at 3D mapping, whether it's color, which I prefer, or grayscale. You can do it in the foot as well as you can do it in the, uh, the upper extremity. It's not limited to any area. And so you can see in this case where I'm trying to accentuate the skin with or without the vessels. And in the next image, I'm showing you the vessels and then I'm showing you the tendons. With volume rendering, we choose specifically what portion of the soft tissues we want to see, and we can see them all at different times. Another capability we have is to look at the lighting. Now, you can make the lighting different brightnesses, which will show things. You can adjust the trapezoids, but also where you put the lighting will accentuate what you do or don't see. So we can put the lighting, if you think about this model, and the lighting is in the upper right-hand corner, you can see the hole in the circle as well as a little polyp growing off it. And you can see the circle of lighting in grayscale or in color. But now we'll change where the lighting is and you see things differently. And whether the lighting's upper left or lower left, things will look different. So lighting becomes very critical in soft tissue imaging. And on workstations like InSpace, the lighting model is built in. You could then go into it and change it, whether you're changing the shading, the amount of surface enhancement, the amount of highlights you show, are all possible to vary. And here's a simple example where it makes a difference. Patient has SVC syndrome. Look at the collaterals in the chest wall. Look at the right arm, antecubital fossa. You don't see much there but collaterals. Now I'm going to change the rendering a bit. And you can see we see it a little bit differently. We'll change it again. 
Now look at the IV line that was in place. You didn't see that IV line. You barely saw the left supraclavicular line in, but the IV line in the right arm was not seen, and look simply by changing the lighting model. Look how much better you see things. Or in this next example, looking at the intercostal arteries, I'll show it to you in a series of multiple perspectives. And all I'm doing in these perspectives is simply changing the lighting model. The lighting model is particularly important with smaller structures. The little arrow you see there, the yellow arrow, is the lighting where it's coming from, where the direction is, and so where you can expect the shadows to be cast. And you can see when you look at these images adjacent to each other, you can see how much different things look depending where the light source is. We're not changing anything but light source. Another example, look at this patient's forearm. Look at this series of two images here. Here I change the rendering just slightly, that's the trapezoids. But here I'll keep the trapezoids the same, but I'll change the lighting. And look at by changing the lighting, how different the vessels look, which vessels you see well, which vessels you don't see well. Look at the shading on the hand. And these are all things we routinely can do. So if you're going to look at soft tissues, you better have a system, and you better learn how to use a system that allows you to adjust the lighting models for optimal visualization. Now when you speak about plastic surgery, you speak about looking at cranial facial, look at the details in this patient. You can see on the lateral perspective, the skin, just in the neck, all of the individual folds, whether you put some skin back on and you go from color to grayscale, you could basically count every wrinkle this patient has. And image quality is so good that we have to literally cover up the patient. There's an article recently talking how 3D imaging does not yet have to worry about HIPAA. Well, that's because you're not doing the best 3D imaging. If you do 3D imaging correctly, you have to worry about HIPAA because your images are so good, you could recognize the patient. And here's another example with a lighting model. Now, this patient I have the permission to use, but you can see how we change the lighting. Look at the eyes, look at the face. Again, everything changes depending where the light source is and whether I can see the nose well or the chin well, everything changes. Now, how do you put that into practice? Well, what about trauma? Well, now you can understand where the injury starts, its extent. So, for example, in this case, Look at the defect in the arm. The patient was stabbed. You can see exactly where the stab was. And then you'll look at the CTA underneath it because you can now see the brachial artery, which is not involved. You could look at this next patient with a comminuted tibia and fibula fracture where the uh, popliteal artery is patent, the trifurcation vessels are patent. You can see the extent of the soft tissue injury. Again, single exam, soft tissue injury, bone, and vessel. We're doing the physical examination. This patient was shot in the knee. The popliteal artery is intact. The bones are intact. There's soft tissue injury. There's muscle injury. But look how nicely you can see the tendons and muscles. Or this patient, you can see the skin. That's the wound. This patient was shot. You see by the right groin, this artifact from the bullet, but it was shot low. The artifact is up high. The bullet went up and impacted near the inguinal region, missed the SFA, did a real job on the patient's femur, which has a comminuted fracture, but you can get the feel of how good the soft tissue imaging is. The same thing with infection. Again, expanding our understanding. It's hard looking at the axial CT to really define things, 
But if you look at the dorsal surface of the hand, you can see the ulceration in this patient, but you can sure see it better when I go to color, and you can see it better when I accentuate the underlying tissues. So again, what we see and how we see it, our ability will change depending on the rendering. Another example, here's a very subtle case in some sense. I'm not even showing you the axial, it was a little bit of stranding, but look at the patient's forearm. You see the changes in perfusion of the muscle, it kind of looks white. That's edema and inflammation. You see the little tiny dimpling, you can see that on the uh, coronal view, that's the ulceration, but look how much nicer it is on the 3D map. Or in this example, patient with a diabetic foot. Look at the amputation, second digit previously, now comes in with soft tissue swelling of the first digit. Let's go to color. Let's look at the bottom of the toe. There's an ulcer at the base of the first toe. And we'll accentuate that visualization. You can see by changing the lighting model. And you can see how much better we can see the depth of the ulceration. It's kind of like the Department of Defense using satellite analysis to bring out what's in the uh, battlefield. The same thing. Look at the patient's footprint. Look at the difference how it looks depending on how you change the lighting model. Or this next example. There's a bump in the foot, but as we look at that bump more carefully, what is that? Is that an abscess? Well, if we make the skin more transparent, what you actually see is it's multiple air bubbles, and when you cut right through it, you recognize the patient has gas gangrene and an ascending infection with um, necrotizing fasciitis, and this patient had an amputation. Again, the visualization is very impressive. Whether we're looking at the abdominal wall with collaterals, look at the right lower quadrant, look at the defect in the abdominal wall, you can see how nicely you can see this type of detail. When you speak about the abdomen, we can look at metastasis. We can see here nodules in the subcutaneous tissues, metastatic melanoma. We can see this next patient uh, who had Kaposi sarcoma, now has radiation dermatitis. Look at the changes in the skin of the right foot. Just a beautiful example, not for the patient obviously, but just really giving you a feel of our capabilities. And that's something you routinely can do on every study. So I think it's very exciting. Soft tissue imaging has the potential to expand the role of CT in medical imaging and expand patient care, whether it's in trauma, whether it's infection or oncology. It's something we have great opportunities and with the new high resolution scanners, with the newest workstations, with the newest post-processing software, it's something I think you're gonna see coming to your neighborhood really soon. And with that, I wish you a nice day.